who is very important in this area. Uh, my name is Knut Peterson. I'm the moderator for today's session. And uh, I would encourage you all to turn off your cell phones or put them on silent anyway. Uh, before we get going, I will acknowledge that, we, uh, that our events take place on the lands of the Blackfoot people and meet this nation of Alberta Region 3 and pay respect to their past, present, and future cultural heritage, beliefs, and relationship to the land. We commit to do our utmost to assist efforts to mend and heal past and present injustices. This, is, uh, this talk is being recorded, so you can encourage your friend to listen to it on the SACPA website, www.sacpa.ca. Uh, and uh, I also like to tell you that Shaw TV is uh, here recording it, and it'll be sent out to the viewership uh, at 6 and 11 a.m. and 4 and 9.30 p.m. daily, and also made available to YouTube later for a reference. Uh, today's... Uh, Event then includes lunch uh, at fourteen dollars. If you have, if you're having lunch, you can also have coffee for two dollars. And if there's any students here, uh, they can eat, they can eat for five dollars. So we try to accommodate students uh, as much as we can. I know it's hard for students to get here, but uh, mm -hmm. we certainly need. Uh, some students to come and lower the average age a little bit. <laughs> uh, our topic today, as uh, you all know, is the economic impact of, uh, ag of agriculture in, Leth in the Lethbridge area. It's, uh, the question is being asked if it's essential. I think uh, pretty much everybody knows it's very essential to Lethbridge, but uh, Trevor Lewington will come up and tell us uh, some more details about that. Uh, Trevor's claim to fame is, uh, is being a CEO of, uh, of uh, Lethbridge, Choose Lethbridge, is an organization that, that promotes all kinds of things in Lethbridge, among them agriculture. His other claim to fame is that he's the mayor of Sterling. Uh, that's probably a tougher job, I'm guessing. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I like to, I like you to give uh, Trevor a warm welcome. He'll come and tell us more about the topic. Well, if you're uh, listening to Shaw TV at 6 o'clock in the morning to hear this conversation, we need to talk at some other point because there's some things we need to discuss. But thanks for the opportunity to be here. This is one of my favorite topics. I'm a big fan of agriculture, and uh, I can't be, I, I'm just so excited to be here. It's fantastic to see a huge crowd. 
you obviously understand the importance of this topic. As you look at this picture, just shout out, what do you see? Potato field, right? We've got lots of them around us. Well, I actually see something completely different. <laughs> right? So the potato field is interesting. What you do with the potatoes and how you get them to a finished product, how you add value, is far more interesting to me. This is a US picture, don't hold that against me. But I used to work for PepsiCo in the food business, so I helped make these products, and there is a plant in Tabor, Alberta, just down the road, where these products are produced. Lay's by itself, just Lay's, in North America, sells more than a billion dollars a year in Lay's potato chips. That's the small piece of the pie that that potato field helps create in our area, in Tabor. Those are real jobs in our communities. But what other products do we see here? There's always you know, room for french fries and potato patties and potato flake. Just potatoes, there's so many opportunities for value-added agriculture, and that's really what's important. This is agriculture. When I think ag, yeah, the potato field's pretty, and I've walked through many of them with our growers, over the years, but this is what we're talking about. This is where we need to get to in our region as well, is that value-added piece. So potatoes, I could bore you for days. There are about 143 varieties of potatoes around the world. Many of them are proprietary to the companies that have grown them and developed them. There's a multi multitude of types. So that's also agriculture, right? Breeding potatoes, finding the right varieties, nursing them to health, increasing yields, for example, did you know that Alberta has among the best potato growing conditions in the country? And part of the reason for that actually is they're more dense, they have higher solids, so they produce more finished product, and they have lower defects, they have less flaws than other parts of the country. So there's a reason potato growers come here. But this is agriculture, developing potato varieties, understanding how the varieties work, creating those opportunities for R&D in our region. Now, thankfully, there are people way smarter than me that actually get those potatoes out of the ground, right? But this is agriculture. This is probably what most of you think traditionally in terms of agriculture, right? It's, it's the grower, it's the producer in the field, slugging away, fighting Mother Nature, using their equipment to get these potatoes out of the ground. But this is clearly agriculture, but it involves the equipment, it involves the labor, it has such a huge impact on our region because of all of the components that are required to make this happen. It doesn't always go well, <laughs> right? So sometimes as a producer, you end up in a field in a day like this. This is also agriculture. There are ups, there are downs, but getting people unstuck, fixing equipment, that all is part of agriculture as well. There are challenges in the field with disease. There can be challenges in the field with how do we apply technologies. We're very fortunate in this community to have two great post-secondary institutions. Lethbridge College is one that immediately comes to mind for a couple of things that they do. They have CARI, the Center for Applied Research, Innovation, and Entrepreneurship. that's very focused on applied research, helping producers, helping growers. They also have an agent program, which is an entrepreneurship program focused in agriculture. And you can see Dr. Villamine Apples is on the top right-hand side there. She's their chair in irrigation science. So think about agriculture without irrigation in this region. The shorter answer, of, and you all know it, there wouldn't be any, right? We'd be a desert. So we have a post-secondary institution that's very focused on water use, 
How do we maximize irrigation technologies? How do we maximize yields? And then how do we teach the, the farmers of the future, those students, how to manage those business? Because it's not just about being in the field, it's about inputs, it's about managing sales, it's about managing relationships. It's that entrepreneurial piece as well, right? Well, this is agriculture. And in our region, we have many students that come here to learn. University of Lethbridge is a perfect example. The University of Lethbridge, its student body, more than 70% of students that come to Lethbridge come from outside of the city itself. So the university is a net attractor of people to our community. This is all part of agriculture. We also have two examples of some local companies that are doing very interesting work. So Farmer's Edge is actually based in Winnipeg, but they have a significant office here in Lethbridge, and Lethbridge is actually where they do all of their R&D. So Farmer's Edge takes geospatial imagery from satellites, and they take that and make it into usable information and app controls, remote accessing software. All of that development, all of that coding happens here in Lethbridge. They have a team of about 40 people that work in their Lethbridge office that are supplying that infrastructure and that information to all of their business units around the world. Right here in Lethbridge, that's agriculture. Planet's another perfect example. Planet used to be known here locally as Ge Ionctus Geomatics. You might be familiar with that company. Ionctus Geomatics became Blackbridge. You might have heard of that company. And Blackbridge got too successful and then they were bought. So Planet is actually a company based in San Francisco. So their main office is in San Francisco, but their other main office is here in Lethbridge. And in Lethbridge, through the receiving station that's at the on the university campus, Planet receives satellite imagery. And get this, they take an image of the entire surface of the planet every 24 hours. Every day, they get an updated imagery of the entire surface of the Earth. And all of that comes through here to their office in Lethbridge. Why? Because they sell it to agricultural producers who want to monitor their fields, who want to monitor their crops. Now, they also sell it to the military. So we can't talk about that because they keep threatening to beat me up. But they have many other applications, right? They do a lot of other work. But this, too, is agriculture. And for Lethbridge, this is how we're playing on the global stage. Blackbridge at one time was the owner of the largest constellation of satellites in the world. And they were based here. Why? Because of agriculture. Here's an example, probably a little harder for you to see at the back, of one of Farmer's Edge's applications that integrates geospatial imagery, provides growers with command information, the latest irrigation information, and through controls and sensors, you can actually control your pivot from this device. So not that they would let me anywhere near it, because that would be not a good, good idea. I could theoretically operate some of your equipment and some of your irrigation systems from here. But I would have accurate information from the eye in the sky that would provide me with that information. And we're talking about satellite imagery that's so detailed, you can actually read the license plate on my truck outside. We're getting to the point with variable rate irrigation, we're getting there, where you can almost send a prescription through the pivot that can be specific to plant-by-plant plant administration. Right? You can adjust nozzles one, one and individually. This is all agriculture. But so is this. Right? Autonomous vehicles, you see that automated tractor with no driver on the bottom picture. There's a Lethbridge company called Great Excavations. They do a lot of work for the, for the oil sands. 
they're working on autonomous equipment. And their, their claim to flame is they take large, heavy-duty equipment like a backhoe, and they make it float so that you can send that piece of equipment onto a tailings pond remotely to do work. Because you typically don't want to send humans into the middle of a tailings pond in Fort McMurray. So instead, you have them stand on the shore and you have this piece of equipment go out there. That's a Lethbridge company doing this work. They export their technology all over the world. And now they're working on other spaces like agriculture. So some of that development's happening right here in town. The top picture is an optical sorter. It's called an Odenberg. And in a pr production plant, that's how you sort potatoes. Back when I first started my career, it was me doing it by hand, right? But now there's a machine that does all of that work. And it does it so fast that it's way faster than I could have ever done it. And now what they're doing, instead of doing that in the plant, they're actually mounting those Odenbergs on the harvest equipment. So you're now only pulling potatoes out of the ground that are useful and can be sold. The rest goes back or goes to a waste stream. So a lot of this labor, a lot of this value-added processing is happening as close to the source as possible. And it's Lethbridge companies like Great Excavations that are working on integrating some of these technologies. This is all agriculture. Of course, someone has to sell the equipment, right? So this actually gets classified by Statistics Canada as retail. This is sales, but I think of it as agriculture. At the end of the day, it all comes back to ag, right? So you'll see that in the stats in a minute. This is agriculture. You need places to store some of these crops. Right, this is potato storage. So in some of our larger storage units, depending on the variety, depending on the time of year, potatoes are, were put away in August, and they may not be used again till July. Right? So there are people that do nothing for a living but try and figure out the ways to optimize storage of potatoes. There's certain disease considerations, there's temperature considerations. I can tell you as someone who stood on the top of a rotting pile of potatoes that it's not a lot of fun, you don't want to lose your crops that way. Right? But this is all agriculture. There's a huge amount of time and energy and effort that goes into this. How many of you have ever had a rotten potato in your pantry or in a cupboard that you've kind of smelled and discovered? How enjoyable was that experience? Probably among the worst smells you've ever come across. Now imagine 80,000 tons going off. Right? It's a huge financial loss, but it's a major experience you don't ever want to repeat. So there's a whole bunch of people that are working around this area protecting crops, this too is agriculture. And then of course, we have to process these ingredients. So top left, of course, is the McCain plant near Coaldale. Uh, top right is Lamb Weston out near Tabor. Bottom left is PepsiCo in Tabor. Bottom right is, the new, is a graphic representation of the new Cavendish plant. So every major global processor has a presence here. Every single one of those facilities employs at least 150 people directly. And just the expansion of Cavendish, which finished their commissioning last month, just that one facility added an extra 10,000 acres of potato requirement for our region. Right? So that's good for producers. That's good for the trucking companies that pull them. That's great for people that work in the plants that maybe needed fuller shifts or needed some additional work. That's great for our region. All of that comes out of agriculture. It doesn't always get tracked that way statistically, but all of this is agriculture as well. Then there's what happens inside the plant, right? Whether it's maintenance of the equipment, could be sanitation of the equipment, you have to go through cleaning cycles, there's quality assurance and testing that goes on. Many of the plants in our region are piloting technologies for their global customers. 
I can tell you some of the plants in Lethbridge, if you ever get invited to go take a tour, you should. There are technologies in those plants that, does, that simply doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. Many of them have been piloted here because this is a great market for that kind of thing, and we have the skilled labor. But these are incredibly well-paying jobs, typically. They usually require higher and higher levels of skill as new technologies and computer systems have been added to the workplace. This is the future of ag. Right? This is agriculture. This is what is happening in our economy. This is important to our region as well. Nice image just before lunch. You're welcome. But that's the kind of thing you don't want to happen in a food plant, right? And there's a very small rule book that the government publishes, as you can see, that's volume one, <laughs> around food safety, right? Canada has an incredible reputation globally as one of the safest food safety systems. We have one of the most rigorous supply chains, and notwithstanding some of the political stuff with one particular country at the moment, Canada has an incredible global reputation. That's going to drive the future of our agriculture as well. The world population continues to grow. Many countries cannot sustain their existing populations. They're looking to us to provide more food. So by ensuring our reputation, by training people in food science, in food safety, in quality control, by making sure we have rigorous rules, we prevent incidents like this. This is also agriculture. You know, you think about the Lethbridge Research and Development Centre, Agri-Food Canada has its largest facility just outside of our city limits. How many people knew that it was the largest? Okay, good, a few of you. Many people don't. So when investors come to this region and they're thinking about starting a food plant, they're incredibly impressed by the amount of R&D capacity that's here. It's been said, and we haven't validated the stats in a few years, that per capita we have the most number of PhDs in Lethbridge than anywhere else in Canada. Because we have a college, we have a university, we have two federal institutions, and a number of other private R&D facilities. If you drive the Highway 3 corridor, you'll see a number of private companies like BASF, global players, that have invested in research and development here in this region. Why? Because of our knowledge in agriculture. So the image on the, on the left is probably a little hard to see, but if you think about the value chain from farm to fork or from seed to shelf, whichever analogy you like, there's lots of companies, there's lots of jobs. This is all agriculture, right? It starts in the field, but even before that, it starts with irrigation districts. It starts with grower associations. We, of course, have the processors, and then, of course, we have transportation companies and even the retailers. All of that is agriculture. This whole value chain is agriculture. So our job in Lethbridge, in my mind, is to figure out where we play along this entire chain. Right? The University of Alberta in Edmonton, even though they're in the northern part of the province, it's okay, we don't hold that against them, they have a school of retailing in their business uh, faculty. So even the retail side, there is research and expertise in Alberta on this whole value chain. How do we bring that together? How do we leverage what the resources that are in our communities to make sure we're the experts? People come to us, come to Lethbridge, when they want to produce food, when they want to ship globally, when they want to access world markets. This, to me, is all agriculture. There's an emerging opportunity to build on our expertise in renewables. So in the last five years, there's been more than a billion dollars worth of wind and solar added to our region and there's at least a billion and a half on deck to be added. 
So one of the questions I get, particularly from European investors, is tell me how I connect to this. Because it's a great marketing aspect to say, not only was this produced in Canada, which has the greatest food safety system in the world, it was produced completely carbon free. Now, whether you agree or disagree with some of these technologies or the investments, you know, subsidies, that's a, that's a conversation for a whole nother day that I'd love to chat with you about. But there is an opportunity. We have this renewable energy in our region. Alberta is a global leader in this space, right? We have our post-secondary institutions like the college that has a wind turbine technician program. There's only two of those in Canada. One of them's here. So linking agriculture to renewables, there's an incredible opportunity there as well. And we're good at it. We already have strength in this area. Where's the best wind and solar potential in Canada? Between Lethbridge and Medicine Hat. Right, that's a fact. So again, to me, this is agriculture. This is part of our story. This is part of how we sell. So what? That's all really interesting, Trevor. I don't care. Right? My children say that to me on a regular basis. Mm. Well, the reason you should care, and I'm sure most of you do because you're here, is some of these numbers. And this might be a little harder for you to see. But this is Lethbridge GDP by sector. So this is a snapshot of the Lethbridge economy. And there's a wedge at the bottom. It's kind of blue in color. It says primary and utilities. So it's kind of that bottom wedge of the circle. Primary and utilities is primary agriculture. So that's how, that's how Statistics Canada tracks it. And just primary agriculture is 20% of the economy. So one-fifth of the city of Lethbridge's economy relies on primary agriculture. It is the single biggest sector. And so there are a lot of people that don't get that. If you take out ag, you shrink the city of Lethbridge's economy by one-fifth. Now that's the, that's the base number, but now think about all of those images you just saw. Think about the food manufacturers, because they're in manufacturing, they're not in primary. Think about all the research that happens at our post-secondary institutions. That's non-commercial services, by the way. That second 20% as you move around up to the left, that's the University of the College in Alberta Health, also 20% of the economy. But a good chunk of that 20% is related to agriculture. So Statistics Canada numbers are always a bit quirky to deal with, but it's Trevor's assumption, so it's an opinion for the record, that if you looked at all of the different sectors of the economy and said how much of it is touched by ag, it's at least half of that pie, easily, right? We can only track the 20% at the bottom, but we know it floats around that circle. So you tell me, is, is agriculture essential to, to our community? This is the part where you yell, hell yes, or something, right? <laughs> Woo! Absolutely. There's no question, right? We would not exist if it was not for agriculture. And here's the proof. It's just based primary agriculture. Again, for the city itself, it's 20%. But it's much bigger than that. All right, well, GDPs, economists speak. It's not that exciting. What about jobs? That kind of matters to people. A little bit of a different story, actually. Non-commercial services was what again? 20% of the economy, but it's almost 30% of the jobs. So non-commercial services, which again is Alberta Health, the college and the university, drives more employment than it does economic activity. That's probably not a surprise. Agriculture is 7% of jobs. 
So just about one in 10 jobs in Lethbridge is related to primary agriculture. Now you're thinking to yourself, wait a second, it's 20% of the economy, but it's less than 10% of jobs. Why would that be? Some of it is automation, right? Because farms are increasingly moving to technologies and replacing labor, that's part of it. We have seen a pullback in agricultural employment over the last number of years. But it's also because the value-added component of agriculture, the spin-off activities don't, don't necessarily get reflected in just employment. But again, if you look at non-commercial services, biggest sector of employment, how many of those jobs in that wedge of the pie at the college, at the university, are related to work on ag? A good chunk, right? Megan and Kenny are here from the college today. We've got David from the university. So at least three in the room. We can, we can pull out of that and say that's because of agriculture, right? Here's another thing. So back in 2017, you might remember that the province was in a bit of an economic downturn. It hasn't gotten a whole lot better. But what you'll notice here is that building permit values per capita in Lethbridge were at least double both Red Deer and Medicine Hat. So this is where the rubber hits the road. The rest of the province has seen a major economic downturn over the last number of years, and still this year, some economists are predicting that Alberta will actually see a recession, will actually see an economic contraction. That is not the case for Lethbridge. We've seen significant growth over the last couple of years, and the forecast for the next couple of years is also pretty significant. And it's driven in part by ag. We have a very different economy than the rest of the province. Now, there's lots of dark clouds on the horizon potentially, but the good news is we've, so, we've shown strength here and this trend is gonna continue. I can talk more next Tuesday after the Conference Board of Canada releases its report. We'll watch the news next Tuesday because you'll see some great economic data that comes out of that. But there are a couple of things to be concerned about. Right? My countrymen, I was born in the UK. I'm a Canadian citizen, but I still have a European passport. And most of my relatives decided to pull the, pull the ripcord and exit. Right? And we've seen the chaos that's resulted as, and we, there's no plan and there's been multiple prime ministers. The reality is we have a great trade agreement with Europe, the Comprehensive European Trade Agreement. Lots of opportunity for our producers and food companies. The challenge right now is Europe's very distracted. So that's both a challenge but also an opportunity going forward. The middle one is a picture of our current prime minister for at least the next 50 days, we'll see what happens, meeting his counterpart from China. And you notice there's a blurry hand in the middle because that's sort of our relationship with China at the moment, right? They've blocked most of our exports of canola, but they've actually increased their imports of our wheat. So there's been a bit of a shift. And I've hosted uh, two or three delegations from China over the summer business people, investors looking to make investments in southern Alberta. And when we talk about politics, carefully of course, I always ask the question, well aren't you concerned about your government? And they're like, eh, it's just politics, that will pass too. Good to know. And then of course the third one is my favorite. <laughs> you could make your own assumptions there. But the reality is, right now public policy is made on Twitter. Right, so rather than acts of Congress, we have acts of tweet. And that's how markets are reacting today. So even though no policy has actually changed, all it takes to shift the market of commodities is a tweet from the President of the United States. So that creates some uncertainty and some risk. We have investors in the US that want to make investments in Lethbridge. There's one company that's looking to build a food plant here. They're not prepared to do that until they're sure they can get that product back across the border. And right now, 
I don't know what to tell them. So we have opportunities. We know there's some risk there. There are some shadows on the horizon, but we'll work through that. We have the capacity. Claudette, my friend from Farming Smarter, is here as well, right? That's the picture in the top right there. So we have our post-secondaries, but we also have other institutions that are doing work to support agriculture in our region that are recognized actually globally for the work that they're doing. They're known in many other places. Lethbridge is the center. As an economic developer, I'm working with my friends along Highway 3, so we formed something called Canada's Premier Food Corridor. So this is five municipalities from Lethbridge to Tabor. And rather than the city of Lethbridge try to tout its global reputation in ag, because most people look at you funny, you're a city, how do you have an agricultural economy? Well, we do, but it's much easier to sell southern Alberta as a block. So we are working with our friends along that corridor, and we are selling this region as a block. And we called ourselves Canada's premier food corridor because the website wasn't taken, and we think it's true. There are other parts of Canada that don't agree, but it sucks to be them. But this is the future of ag, right? This is how we work together cooperatively because we have many producers and growers and processors that don't look at black lines on a map. The plant protein opportunity is also huge, right? So that's not meant to take away from beef production. Plant protein is increasingly in demand. Globally, there is no way animal proteins can feed a growing world population. It's physically not possible. Plant proteins have to be a part of the solution. So why isn't Southern Alberta leading there? We grow most of the peas and lentils that are required for this industry in our region, but there's not one processing plant yet. There's a couple proposed, but we don't have one being built. So this is agriculture. At the end of the day, it's my favorite part of my job is meeting people like you and talking about the biggest part of our economy, which is agriculture. And I look forward to the questions that will follow. And I'm right on the money. Thanks for your time.